Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us for this version of the Thursday Talk. My name is Tracy Olston, and this is Dr. Charles Hunley, and we are with the Provider Partner. A lot of times we get questions about who is the Provider Partner, what are you guys doing for the future, how are you helping healthcare groups across the country, and the most important thing is, why did you decide to go into this? So, Dr. Hunley, would you like to give a brief introduction on why we decided to go into this? Yeah, I can. I definitely uh, would love to. So, welcome everyone who's watching this. I know that we've had some Thursday talks in the past, and we're really starting to ramp up our conversation with the community and the healthcare community. Um, about many years ago, when I was a young attending. I actually never got taught coding and billing. I never got taught how to document the way I was supposed to. Um, as I became an attending, I fortunately had um, a couple of circumstances where I had some people who really introduced me to coding and billing in a sense of not just like making money, but how what I say on my charts make a difference. Um, and, and the way I say them, instead of just putting, you know, on the charts. And then um, several things happen in my career that I realized that it's not just writing a chart and then putting a bill out there and they don't connect, but they're very inner, they're very interrelated. Um, I ran across my partner, uh, Tracy, and we basically started understanding that there is a disconnect between what we do clinically and what coding and billing do and that there's a chasm a gap uh, of understanding and anytime that that there's a misunderstanding there's a waste and so we started out as our project and we we realized that by designing a process of understanding what the documentation not just the cdi i mean if you hear cdi or code queries from any physician they lose their mind. Most of them are like, those guys just send out queries. They're just useless. But what that really means and what that means in the big scheme of things to the coders. And on the same side of the coders, having them understand what the doctors are writing and the big concept. And so we started this project and it ended up being a methodology and not just that, a, a process to optimize not just physicians what they say because if you ask in the beginning the coders are like the physicians just need to write this and the co and the physicians are like i'm writing that it's a process and so we decide we design the provider partners as a partnership not just to come in and tell people what to write but to optimize their workflow and their environment so and to have the coding that they intimately work with and they don't even know they do understand what they do. And so this process has evolved into the provider partners, which we are not a consulting firm. We really, we consult, but we also, I call us an optimization organization. And part of the Thursday talks is to talk about things that affect workflow. So that's so what I think, what I think is really interesting, Dr. Hunley is, um, you know, I've worked in the medical industry almost 30 years, and every provider that I talk to is the same story across the board. They don't understand that their documentation 
interprets to the CPT codes that are chosen. And those CPT codes, those CPT codes are directly linked to their work RVUs. And work RVUs are a lot of times used as a compensation model for physicians. So without a physician understanding, you know, they're really, their documentation is really driving potentially how they get reimbursed. Um, that actually has opened a lot of mindsets to physicians where they didn't understand that connection before between what they documented, what they coded, and how it relates to their overall compensation packages. Yeah, and that's actually uh, an interesting facet, of an evolution in the, in the sense that physicians, we think clinically all the time. And so um, I, I, I joke around and say, when you're at doctor's lounge, you're talking about a patient, you're talking about what you saw today, and we're all in the same mindset. So we all talk the same language. We all kind of know what's going on. Most physicians don't really, and it's not they don't make the connection, but they're in their, I call them in their microcosm. They don't realize that when people are reading charts and they're reading from the outside that they don't have that big picture. They don't, you know, I can say as my, as one of my colleagues is saying, we had a patient that had COPD with an exacerbation. And I'm thinking in my mind, because I've seen it so many times, all the sequelae. And so they're not putting in the chart, they're writing it for the physicians or the communication of the next physician. They're not realizing that, hey, you kind of need to be specific because somebody who's not clinical is actually reading the charts, documenting what the, the CPT codes are and et cetera. And they're not, they don't have that big picture. Part of the reason what we do is we take our coders, right? And they round with the physicians uh, as, as the provider partners. Mm -hmm. And so they, they get that optimization of the workflow and every workflow is a little bit different. I mean, we've had workflows where we had liver transplant centers. We've had workflow trauma centers. We've had workflow of urgent cares and every clinical environment is a different picture, how you can optimize your wording to have that severity of illness. And I'm not saying optimize is like cheating, but to be, to, to be uh, transparent and specific to the level of illness of that patient. Well, and I think too, it's important to understand is a lot of physicians do this day in and day out. This is second nature to them. Mm -hmm. um, just like you're an intensivist, you probably do things every single day. Um, I know I've shadowed with you. Um, that's actually how we met. I was shadowing you. And you have done chest tubes and intubations and all sorts of procedures, central lines that are second nature because of what specialty that you practice. And so without physicians and coders kind of connecting with one another, it's hard at times to recognize, you know, what is something that is not status quo? Because you're doing things every single day. It's a lot of times maybe you're putting in six or seven chest tubes in one day. And for for somebody to look at it and to shadow you with a outside perspective to say, hey, wait a minute, you're doing this procedure, make sure you document this. Because 
we want you to be able to get credit just I think adds another another um, layer of making sure providers are getting paid for what they're doing. It's yeah. not it's not cheating the system. It's giving you credit where credit is due. Whereas maybe you don't understand that you're due credit because it's something that you do day in and day out. Well, that's exactly it. I actually, when you, we were just, you were just talking about it. Uh, it's an, I'm going to date myself. Um, there's, there was a commercial from Dunkin' Donuts where the guy would get up in the, in the middle of the morning and say, time to make the donuts, right? Well, the physician with their specialty each, each day it's, they go into that specialty and whether it's a trauma surgeon that sees car, you know, MVCs, which is, you know, motor vehicle collisions or motorcycle or gunshots or uh, standing a fall, they see it so often that they don't realize, you know, I'm, and I'm using a trauma surgeon as an example because the world, you know, when you hear trauma, everybody kind of loses their minds. The trauma surgeons have done it so often that their notes sometimes don't reflect how serious the patient are because they're like, hey, I can't, you know, MVC, now, and I'm going to use technically subdural hematoma secondary to injury with, you know, a spinal fracture. And he has five different, five different injuries, right? But to him, it's, he did this last week and week before yeah. and the injuries. And so sometimes physicians get into a habit of writing a note quickly because it's time to make the donuts. We need to move on. Yeah. And understanding that process of, Hey, that does affect not just, not just physician compensation, but in this world, I mean, as, as an administrator, I hope administrators actually understand us and what we do. Um, my level of severity, by documenting my level of severity, it helps the DRGs for the hospital to get, you know, and right now that's a very sticky situation in the country. I mean, I know many hospitals are under stress and, and optimization of coding and documentation is extremely important for the survivability of the healthcare system. Yeah. And that's, that's really, I think where our future is. Our future as a company is to help physicians get credit where it's due, but also to help those health systems and those hospitals that are struggling to make sure that they can also report out the appropriate DRG levels and those um, facility codes to make sure that they're getting the reimbursement for how sick the patient really is. Because a lot of hospitals go off of length of stay in comparison to the DRG with industry standards. And if your physician documentation doesn't have the requirements to show the overall severity of the patient, when it comes to billing the facility side, your um, DRGs are going to be dropped into a lower category mm -hmm. where there's going to be no, no connection between any comorbidities or complications. But also on the physician side, when you're not civic, when you are not specific enough, um, you run the risk of denials from the insurance carriers. So it's really a no-win situation for the facility and the physician on reimbursement, unless physicians are coached as to, you know, the documentation specifics 
and that getting your documentation to the highest level of specificity for the services that you are providing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting you say that because, um, we know that every institution, in fact, I just had this conversation with, uh, a, a uh, administrator of a very large institution and, um, they said, we have, we have our own CDI team. We, we, we have our own CDI team, you know, we, we get it. And I asked uh, the administrator, I said, I want you to pull up your last 20 queries, right? Your last 20 queries and yeah. see what they queried the physicians, see if they queried any documentation or they just put out randomness of, and he, you know, he was like, and I, I bet him actually, and I haven't repaid him yet, but I bet him um, a beer. And I said, I will buy you a beer if, and I, I did the negative. So I said, if they, if they did everything right, you owe me a beer, right? If yep. I'll buy you a beer to show you that you're going to get queries like, um, acute, you're going to get not just acute respiratory failure, but was this patient have cerebral edema when they documented cerebral edema on the chart, but they didn't document the severity and the, yeah. and right. They didn't document what they documented a word that was a random word that the CDI was looking for, right? Not the overall, you know, picture of how sick this patient is. And it's interesting because he, he goes, I bet you, and, and he's a good friend of mine. And I, and I went and he goes, you're right. They're just like malnutrition. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, there was like 20 other problems, but they saw malnutrition they yeah. saw, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, if you look at the charts, the big picture of the whole documentation is really important. You know, it is. And that raises the DRG much better than just having some random person look for a word that, that's there. So, well, so that's and I, what we think, do. I think too, a lot of times um, CDI professionals and coders are faced with a lot of um, copy paste issues with health systems. The uh, electronic medical record has not done anybody any justice. Mm -hmm. I have physicians that I am currently um, coaching that will copy paste everything from a prior day's note. They will not make any changes whatsoever. And it will say that the patient is healthy, that the patient is stabilized. But then you see in the orders where they have ordered, you know, oxygen on the patient. We've got x-rays that are being ordered on the patient, back-to-back -back labs. But the note is reading as if the patient is improving and stable because they've copied and pasted it and not made the necessary changes for that 24 hour of care period. And so I think, you know, a lot of times the coders and the CDI professionals, because now we have these handy dandy tools, especially with Epic, I can hover over a paragraph and see exactly who wrote it. And I think the providers are forgetting because there is that provider that is going on across the country. Um, providers time is very limited mm -hmm. and let's get real. 
Every provider hates to document because of all the clicks and the buttons and the dot phrases and everything that they have to do. They went to school to be clinicians, not to do documentation. Um, that the time being devoted nowadays to documentation is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but the reimbursement for the documentation still remains the same. Yeah, no, and that's, and, and you know, that's part of like who we are. So the, the idea is, is to not just, you know, it, it overall helps. What we do is, you know, we have a, a process that goes in and analytically looks at individual documentation and group documentation. And yeah. as you just said, we analyze this process with a clinician and a coding, you know, not just coders, not just coders coming in, but you have a clinician to go, how does this work? And, and a specialist in your area, um, you know, whether it's a surgeon, you know, surgery or internal medicine, you know, or, or hospitals or critical care, somebody yeah. who understands your workflow. And then we, we optimize. And I, I say optimize because it takes, it takes a while, right? I mean, it takes, you can't just come in and hand somebody a sheet and say, go do this yeah, because absolutely. Because it is a, you know, I, I hate the term lean or ISA, you know, IHA lean process kind of, a, hey, let's, let's optimize, get the highest, the lowest hanging fruit, the highest change that you can make at first and then get it. Um, and it allows the physicians to, to not focus on, you know, the queries, the this, the that. Um, it, that's why, and once again, that's why we named our, our, our company the provider partners you know we want yeah. to basically partner and you know we should say if we could name our name different we'd like the provider partners for physicians and administrators i mean because to be honest with you it all helps but uh i just you know in this state of healthcare, i just had a uh a person say to me you need three things in a hospital you need patients you need doctors and you need nurses you also need a lot of other stuff like rts etc i'm not insulting anybody but really you need that efficiency of cl clinic to avoid burnout to avoid you know to avoid doing things you don't want to do you know yeah so so if any of you are interested in learning more about the services that the provider partner can offer uh, please go ahead and reach out to us to www.theproviderpartner.com. We do offer a free assessment for those who are interested in seeing areas that they can optimize. So we encourage all of you to reach out to us. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.